This is Our Voices on the Yard. Welcome to Our Voices on the Yard, where Black artistic excellence meets everyday life. I'm your host, Denise Woods, and I'm going to take you from the Black church to the bright lights of Broadway, from tiny music studios to the mega stages of international opera houses, from rustic dance studios to ornate vaudeville theaters. Join me as we explore and celebrate the achievements of the Black artists that attended conservatories and fine arts programs around the world, starting with my very own, the Juilliard School. This is Our Voices on the Yard. Hi, I'm Denise Woods, and welcome back to Our Voices on the Yard. Today is part two of the Kevin Thompson interview. Kevin is funny. (laughs) The voice, the voice is, as I said last week, the voice of God. But he's just a wonderful human being with great stories, and I'm sure you're going to enjoy this week just as much as you enjoyed last week. So sit back, grab that cup of coffee or a bottle of water, and enjoy. Yes, yes. Kevin, is there a role that you have been working on for 10 years? That you've never gotten no. to play. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I must, no, I wish there was. I mean, maybe mentally working on, uh, you You understand this to some degree. Yeah, there's things that you study in, in, a, in a different way. But I would say, you know, there's always a hope set. Because, of course, Boris Gudinoff is one of the leading bass roles. And so is the Mephistopheles and the Boito, because I've only done the Faust. Those are two of the leading bass roles that you would love to do. So, yes, I would say yes. study it and looking at it and... I've worked on sections of it, but I haven't done like all the way that way. I will definitely say this. I definitely feel inspired when I know that there's a contract on the line or that there is an offer because this encourages me to go, okay, I got to step up my game because it's just, it just, it does encourage you. You know what I mean? But yes. yeah, there are things you're definitely working on, but no, nothing that I've looked at and like, I've got to know every moment of this because the, yes. the truth of the matter is you may or may not get to do it, but I I have to say this in the midst of that, and thank you for this reminder. And I want to encourage people that if you keep your eye on the prize, you will get what it is that you want. So, you know, it's about manifesting what it is that you want. If there is a role or something that you want to do, you really should manifest on it because you can make it a reality. Absolutely. And that's what I would definitely say. That's what Juilliard was for me. You know, Juilliard was definitely that. I was like, I'm going to Juilliard. I just, I'm going. (laughs) That was it. There was no question in my mind. So much so that you didn't even audition for another school. And it wasn't conceded. It was just, it's crazy. A little, I had planned to audition for Curtis, but I really did. I didn't get, I didn't make the application in time. It wasn't as uh, you had to have these cassettes and all these things back then. It's not as easy as it is today where you can pick up your phone and make the magic happen and send it to somebody and they can fix it in the studio. Right. <laughs> you know, it's wow. just, it wasn't yes. as easy. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> I hadn't even thought of that. If you need to make a video today, you just pick up your phone. You can do it. Yes. All the technology we have today is what got us through the pandemic. Completely. That's why we're doing this right now, because we figured it out during the pandemic. We figured out how to do this very thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about the business aspect, because we as artists, we come out. I know I came out of Juilliard. And I was not prepared for the business aspect of the industry. I was completely green. What have you learned over the years about 
agency, about being your own business manager, about about what it is. You are the product about marketing yourself and putting yourself out there. What did you learn? That's the first question. And was the transition easy from being a student at Juilliard to now a professional opera singer? I think the business is, for us has has changed a lot. You get to control more of your image than we ever could before. We didn't have social media and all these things. I will say for me, the transition was hard because I remember joining some something simple, but this is when Facebook was the only social media. And I joined and one of my classmates from school were like, are you ever going to put a picture up? And I didn't put up a picture maybe for two years because <laughs> I just didn't want to let people into my personal life because this is not how I grew up. Yeah. That you advertise and say, this is what I'm doing. And I'm, it wasn't that. And now today we live in a day where you're able to do that. But more than this, it's a free commercial is what I look at it as. It's your job to make sure you're getting your product out there if you're not paying somebody else to do it. But why pay somebody else if you don't have the money to? You can do a lot of this stuff yourself. It's your image. It's your job to keep up on the website. So it definitely was a hard transition, I would say, for me because just out of being shy. Well, what am I going to say? And no, I post this and I still have moments. You know, I still have moments. I did a show in New York. I won't say what, and I won't go far into it, but I almost didn't post about it because I wasn't happy with, I I didn't care for the show as much. But I realized the business side of that is you're working. People have to see you're working. So you have to post this. (laughs) You have to let people know you're doing this because this is your product. And Work begets work. People say, oh, he's doing, wow, he's very versatile. He's doing, you know, so this is important. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I do think of it that way and that that helps. And it's interesting you say that because I have a a young countertenor, a male who's going off to Manhattan School of Music. And I have this conversation with him often. I'm like, can you you hold for one second and explain (laughs) to the audience what a countertenor is? Yes, of course. A countertenor is actually a man who sings in his falsetto. And so he sounds like a woman, but it is a man singing. So he sings in the register of either a mezzo or a soprano, wow. and they sing in their falsetto. Yes. Sometimes they have to use their real voice. They have to go in and out of it. And it's very interesting as a bass that I'm teaching a countertenor because it's a complete well, opposite that was my of next what question. I do. But wait, total, that was my next question because I'm thinking, wait a minute. That's apples and oranges. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, 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 it is. Well, this will lead into this is that when I graduated Juilliard, I went back to the performing arts high school that I went to and I wound up teaching there for four years, private voice. So I wind up becoming like the teacher who taught me. I did that for four years and I taught 18 students a week. And I had a countertenor who joined who was a dancer and he was so enthralled with hearing Jesse Norman and Kathleen Battle and Grace Bumbry on these videos that he somehow saw one day after school. He was like intrigued. He's like, I want to do that. And so he came in and he wanted to be a countertenor. This is not the same guy. So I have had experience at teaching countertenors. Okay. Your job as a teacher is to help show breath control, to help show technique, to help release tension and to help breathing. And you're just expanding the voice through those things. So I feel like as long as you're listening to what a person brings to the table and how you can help them to move forward and not stay stuck in like, well, this is the only way you can do this, then you can teach anyone. 
You know what I mean? I know you think, well, how can you teach a male to do a great job and become rough? But it's acting, you know, you have to right. get into it and, and you have to dive into it. So we have life experiences that help us to do that. So yes. that's what's helped me to uh, do that. Arts education. I know that you are a huge proponent of arts education. What can you tell us a bit about what you've done, how you have existed in that space and how important it is to take the arts from a place like Juilliard and bring it to the high schools, the type of high schools that we graduate? Yes. The high schools, the middle schools, you know, I've done career days. I've actually even did one at Jesse Norman's school in Augusta, Georgia, when I was out there singing. So that was very nice when she was alive. I think it's so important because without the exposure of art, because the arts is just not just for the art. What you learn in the arts is how to come out of yourself and be all of who you are and express that in the world. I think about when I worked at the hotel, I had just finished doing a career in Germany, a fest career, which is where you are on contract in mm-hmm. 2010. And at the time, the there was not enough work to come back to America. So I had to figure out I need to have something to do because I'm getting bored. So I came back and I got a job at the West End out in Virginia. And I remember my boss would say to me all the time, I don't understand how you have so much energy. I said, well, it's just like being on stage. You walk on, it's my job to entertain who's coming to the front desk. So (laughs) I have to make them feel welcome. I have to, this is what we do on stage. You have to make them feel welcome. You have to engage them and pull them in and make them have a great day because you don't know what somebody's come to when they've come to your show or see your movie. You have to be in it to win it. So that is important. And I say that because that's what I really try to teach when I'm teaching, especially privately, but is allow people just to come out of themselves and just to be who they are. Because so many people have never been, I really do believe this, never taught to be all of who you are. You know what I mean? Because of parents or because of life situations or no, you should feel comfortable in your own skin to just be who you are. And that will make other people feel comfortable to come in. And I'm sure that's exactly how we met. <laughs> you that's know what exactly I mean? Because of met. something like that. That's exactly how we met. And you did not skip a beat. It was instant connection. We were laughing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From the moment we met. What are some of the things that you find enlightening in the darker moments? As artists, we have. We run the gamut, the emotional gamut from the highs, the lows. It's what makes us artists because we wear our emotions on our sleeves, the good and the bad. And so when we get to those dark moments, what keeps you hanging on? What is it? What is what is it that's tangible? It's faith. It's believing. Growing up in the church, I didn't mention this. My father was a minister. He wasn't the minister at the church, but he was a minister. And so I used to hear my father, which is well, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, by the way, my father was, is a minister. It's like, well, that... <laughs> uh. <laughs> Let's back up. Let's back up. Let's back up. You're a PK. You're a PK. <laughs> yes, I'm a preacher's kid. Yes, I am. A preacher's I kid. Am, okay. I am. That yeah. is very true. <laughs> okay. And interesting now enough... To, it makes and, and sense. To, and to speak on that, it's weird how God reveals things in your life or things are revealed in your life. But I call it God. People call it the universe. Whatever you need to call it, you call it and you accept it and you go with it. But because I remember him preaching to the homeless 
like in front of 300 people. And I was on the, not he was at the platform, but I was on the platform up there in my mother's lap. And so that would be my first exposure to being in front of a crowd of people. Wow. That's just, it actually shocks me because then it's like, well, of course I would be on stage. You understand things happen in life so that they start to happen. You know what I mean? Like they're revealing themselves to you. So it is faith that helps to get me through it. It is motivational sermons or speeches or books, or I'll tell you, I have posted of things to remind me of what it is that I need to say to myself to remember. You know, when I won Axel, I'll never forget a motivational speaker came and talked to us. And he said, you need to write down what it is that you want to do in six months. You need to write down what it is that you want to accomplish in a year. You need to write down what it is you want to accomplish in five years. Write it down, make the vision clear. And <laughs> people know what that means. And post it on a mirror so that when you go in the bathroom, that you see that every day. And it is a reminder of what it is that you are to do. Because it's easy to be reminded of all the things that are going wrong. But, you know, we can change our thoughts. You know, we don't have to think, oh, well, this will never happen. Yeah, you're right. It will never happen because just what you're thinking. You're not allowing how many times you think this will never happen. This will never, 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 never. Well, that's what you're hearing. You're not saying this will happen. This will become reality. I will do this. It doesn't mean that you have to see it now, but you have to manifest what it is that you want. You have to speak it into existence, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And so that's what keeps me going. That is definitely what keeps me going. Do you have a tribe? Yes, for sure. Definitely friend. And you're one of those people in my tribe. You know that. You know Thank that. You. And yes, I do have a tribe of people. Absolutely. And that's important because you couldn't do it without the tribe. You need to have people who you can trust. Absolutely. And look, that could be one or two people. It doesn't have to be a million. It could be one person you trust this and another person you trust that. Yes. I have a wonderful saying. So this was years ago when people were trying to amass followers on Instagram and Twitter. And someone came to me and said, I have no interest whatsoever in amassing followers on Instagram, on social media. Jesus only had 12. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and he couldn't trust all of them, right? <laughs> I was like, okay, that makes sense. I get it. <laughs> it's true, though. It is. No. Those people closest to you, the people that see you. See, that's another thing. We see each other. The reason why <laughs> I'm doing this is because I want people to see what I see in the African-American, the Black experience at Juilliard. The, the people that have not gone on to the fame of, say, a Viola Davis, who I absolutely adore. But there are right. just so many incredibly talented, noteworthy yes. artists of color that came through the halls of Juilliard yes. that I said, people have to see them. I want people to see them. I want to create a platform and we're going to start at Juilliard, but we're going to take it to CalArts and UCLA yes. and Yale School of Drama and the School of Fine Arts at Howard. It's wonderful exactly. to hear our journey. Did it ever cross your mind to go to an HBCU? Well, it's interesting you say that 
Morgan definitely, the choir came to our school and this is when uh, Dr. Carter, who was the choir director there, and he was like, you need to come to Morgan. We'll pull off the red carpet. And I would say the only reason why it didn't interest me is because I wanted to get out of D.C. Nothing against Washington. If Juilliard was the best and I wanted to go to what was considered the best, I wanted to get the experience where I knew that I could see more. So actually, no, in HBC, you did not interest me also because I knew this. I'm not great at math and a whole lot of other things. So I was like, let me just stick to what I know best. <laughs> music. So let me just be involved in that. I can succeed in that. You know what I mean? Know thyself <laughs> is most important. <laughs> you know? You know? Okay. I yeah, have so to say, never I, I have to say that, and I've only mentioned this a couple of times, that I went, after I graduated from Juilliard, I got my master's degree in education because I really felt undereducated after I graduated from Juilliard. And I say that because it was a conservatory and we were focusing yes, on, focus. biotically yeah. on our craft. And yes. I got out in the world and realized that I had never taken a psychology course, much to my chagrin, never taken a math class at the collegiate level. And I wanted that experience because I just felt limited. And it's a personal thing. It really was a personal thing. I just felt the need because I too, you when I got it. to Juilliard, when I realized, oh, wait, we don't have to take a math class. <laughs> what? <laughs> right? <laughs> right? 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 Like, exactly. Exactly. But baby, yes. by the time I got to my third class, by the time I got to my third year, it's like, can we have at least a math class? Then I could turn in a paper because they were kicking our butts, man. Right? <laughs> it's like, give me a math class, please. Yes, yes, that, yes. No, that is a trick. I need an escape. Yes. Right? No, I mean, too much of anything can be a good thing, right? Oh, it my be God. Great food. Too much of it. It's too much. Yeah. Baby, let me tell no, you about true. the fourth it is true, year. It? It's interesting. I, I wanted to ask you because I know this holds true for a lot of the actors. By the time we graduated, it I did not walk into the halls of Juilliard until they asked me to come back and join the faculty. I did not step foot back into Juilliard. I graduated in 79 and did not come back until 92. I was like, get me up. Uh, 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 uh. Yes. Wow. It, 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 it wow. was, it was overwhelming. It was overwhelming. And I can by all the people say, but Denise, you succeeded. You did quite well at Juilliard. I was like, yeah, but that's why I think I had to go to grad school because there were so many other parts of my life that weren't explored and fully developed and fully learned. And, and right. so, and thank God I was young enough to do that because I graduated. I was what? 22. You know, so I still yeah, had 21, time. 22, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So right. what were those early years that's like for you when you graduated from Juilliard? So that's when I taught at the, the Performing Arts High School and I reworked on some things because... And how long were you there? Only four years. Four years. Okay. Yeah, four years I, I did that. And then that's when I went off to the Ames Graz program in Austria. Wow. I really felt like I had to rebuild a few things because I had a... Which is like grad school in and of itself. That, right. That, that, right. That's your, that was your grad school. Yeah. 
Yeah, for a summer. You know, and just to work on me a little bit in the sense of, like you said, it is true. I did feel like I had to get out. I had to, like, breathe because it is. I mean, today, there's so many ways. Sorry about this. Someone keeps texting me. I don't want to turn that off. (laughs) But you can lose. There's a part of you at, at a school, any place, if you're only doing one thing, one thing, one thing, while you're gaining a lot of the one thing, you can also lose so much of the rest or what it is to have a regular social life. Or That's the one thing I would say. I, I wish I had taken a little bit more time for myself. And I definitely try to do that, as you saw when I went to Dubai. After I do something really serious and really hard, I give myself a break, a vacation. That could be two days. That could be one day. But just go somewhere or do something that you really enjoy because it's giving yourself a gift. And you need that to have a break. Mentally, after Juilliard, I did have to rebuild myself a little bit because my first voice teacher was a very good teacher, but there were some things they had slightly done to my voice at the, at Juilliard that weren't quite right. So the other teacher was fixing some things. So there's confidence and things like that that had to be rebuilt. But that's what I did during that time of teaching and working and coaching with the students at Suitland. It just really helped me to just rebuild myself. So when I went to the Graz program, I got a full scholarship and I was ready to move forward into the next part of my career. And that's when they were like, you need to be in Europe and you need to be here. And it's also interesting when you talk about Juilliard also, because we come from a time where there may have only been, you can only do it this way or this way. And as we all know, no two stories are alike, but you're put into this box that you have to do it this way or you won't get the result. And I think people realize now there's many different ways to do it. Yeah, you have to have some kind of strategy But there are many different ways of doing it because like even you mentioned Viola, you knew Viola for years, but think for a long time in her mind, she wasn't as successful as she is now. She wasn't the star that she is now, you know, and people don't know all of that journey. So, you know, I watched the masterclass, I think it was with Oprah, eye-opening. You just realize the different journeys of a career. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which brings me to something that I knew I wanted to ask you and I wanted to save it for the latter part of the discussion. And that is your hobby, something that you do quite well that you could actually make a career of if you chose not to sing or to sing and do this as well. You know this already? I do. (laughs) Unequivocally. You are a world-class chef. Well, thank you. I don't know about that. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. You can compete. Uh, I, I, tell, I tell me what, tell me where the skills, the skill set came from in the, you being in the kitchen, because I, although I've never tasted a meal, I have seen pictures on Facebook that to die. <laughs> and uh, everybody well, knows you. that I come from a cooking family. So I know good food when I see it. <laughs> exactly. Yes. My stepfather was a chef. Oh. Yeah. So growing up, I had a stepfather from the age of five on. And the thing is, that's interesting is that he never taught me how to cook. But what I always tell people is that he taught my taste buds. So I'm the type oh. of person that I'll go to a restaurant and my mother knows this well, and I will want to come home and recreate it. Based on what you tasted. Exactly. Based on wow. what I tasted. Because of what I was always say is that, you know, we always had big family functions at our house growing up. I would say at least once or twice a month. We always had people over and we're talking like 20 to 30 people. Like we had a lot of people over for dinners. And so it just, it helped to teach my taste buds. I know I get this side from my father. My father is very explorative with eating. 
So I'm willing to try anything because I want to know what it tastes like. If it's on the menu and you're saying it's good, then let's have at it. Let's see what you can do. I love to experiment. That's where that came from. And I would say traveling. When I was in high school, I we went on a trip to Austria. Now I just, that kind of blows my mind. I'm kids today. That might be very easy to do, but you know, it's, you don't get international travel. My mother had never been out of the country and neither has my father. The age of 16, I'm going to Austria. So it just opens you up to so much more. And if you ever go out to dinner with me, I can't make a decision. It's not because I'm indecisive. It's just, there's too many things I want to try and I can't have them all. I'll just ask (laughs) the waiter. I'll ask the waiter between three dishes and they'll say, oh, I don't know. I said, well, just surprise me. And they're like, really? I'm like, absolutely. Surprise me. Bring whatever it is that you think I should have, bring it. And I've never been disappointed. That's actually the first time I had an octopus was actually in Austria. And it was because of that. The guys just said, you have to have the octopus. And I was like, okay, Okay. sure. Here we go. Here goes nothing. All faith, no fear. And, and, (laughs) and how was it? It was great. How was it? Oh, I love octopus. I had it last night for dinner. I love octopus. (laughs) Absolutely. One of my favorites. It was Greek. It was at a Greek restaurant, but I love octopus. Absolutely. Oh, my. Have, you, have you been to Greece? You have been to Greece. I have. Yeah, I have been to Greece. You're right. I just had to think about that. That was after another trip. I was singing. Where was I singing? Oh, I was singing in Bulgaria last summer. And this is a really good story. Really quick. So okay. I knew I wanted to go somewhere after this trip. And I said, I have to go somewhere. And I went on Google Flights and I found a flight for $155 to Greece, round trip from Bucharest, Romania. I said, well, trip is made. (laughs) (laughs) To pay for luggage, so it wound up being $200. I'm like, this is a no-brainer. Where can you go to Mykonos for $200? Right. And then I found some hotel deals and made the magic happen. Definitely. I love any place with water. That is my happy place. Yes, yes. I love water. It just makes me very happy. It calms me. I could go swimming for two hours and be completely happy. I have to tell you, to follow you on Facebook, your Facebook friends live vicariously through you, <laughs> through the meals that you post and the places that you are visiting currently. And and well, we you. just we just live vicariously through your life, which is well, thank beautiful. You. You've etched out a wonderful balance, a great career. And a great life because a lot of times it seems that people trade it off. They trade off a really great life for a great career because they're just working all the time that they can't enjoy the fruits of their labor. And it seems like you will figure yes. out balance. Balance is important. It is. Yeah, because otherwise you get burnt out. I know. It is very important. You know, life is meant to be really enjoyed. It's not meant to just Get through it. You know, we should not live that way. Just wake up and here we go again. Another day, another donut. You know, (laughs) if you don't risk anything, what are you to gain? Is there something that you would tell your younger self, knowing what you know now? Is there something that you would say to young Kevin, the Kevin whose voice just turned to bass? Your sophomore year in high school. Right. Before the AXO Award, before... Yeah, of course. Trust yourself. Yeah. Trust yourself and fight for your dreams. I really do believe that because the dream was given to you. It's not given to another person. Other people have their dreams, but your dreams were given to you and they are given to you to manifest them and to give them birth. Mm. And it's your job. Nobody can birth it for you. You have to Mm. do it. 
and trust the process. That's okay. really it. What was Jesse Norman's song that she sang for Sidney Poitier at the Kennedy Center? Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace. Can you take us out with a few bars? <laughs> I don't know what key I think Amazing Grace is. Amazing Grace, how sweet the song that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Kevin, thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. This has been so much fun. Thank you, sweetheart. It has been. I love you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Our voices. Our voices. Kevin's voice on the yard. Our voices. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you. God bless. God bless you. This is Denise Wood saying, you want more? Find us on whatever podcast platform you use. Subscribe and leave us a review. Thanks a lot. See you next time.